Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another in a series of podcasts we're doing from the OpStars event in San Francisco, all about RevOps. And I have with me Evan Yang, who's CEO of Lean Data. Uh, Lean Data created the event as an event for the industry, and you're now one of a number of sponsors of the event. So um, I want to talk about Lean Data, but maybe we'll just jump in and talk to me about the genesis of OpStars and what it's all about. Absolutely. So we started OpStars four years ago, uh, kind of in the in the shadow of Dreamforce as kind of a side event with the idea that the ops professionals, and this time it was sales ops and mark ops, needed a venue to come together to share best practices. Uh, I think ops are our unique uh, profile or persona within the sales and marketing world. These are the guys who all day long, they, come, they really are problem solvers. They right. love, they're in it for solving the problems and not so much for necessarily the the, the, the hunt of the deal or, or building a great program, but they're really there around problem solvers and they love to share best practices. So the first OpStars was really, uh, it was in a small restaurant that was called Trunamon, could seat 150 <laughs> people max, uh, and that was the fire code. And it was just an experiment to see, hey, can we bring together this community and just really start fostering this, right? I think there's a lot of similarities to customer success maybe and what Gainsight has done there. And it was yeah. like, hey, how do we bring this, this community together? And what do they think and, and we had some speakers and some of our customers to just just highlight their best practices and it was just a runaway success I think uh, the initial conference uh, we did a survey uh, and I thought most people would because Dreamforce is so hectic would come there because of the food you know you <laughs> right. like you got great food and a place to sit down but the content just blew people away and they're just like there isn't another place for us to learn these best practices truly how other great companies are really solving the same challenges because I think what's interesting from a go-to-market perspective is everyone is we all have the same challenges how do we grow efficiently yeah. right and so and ops people like I said as problem solvers they're not so much like oh I'm going sh- to hide my secrets they kind of want to share like when they find a great way of doing something they, they don't mind sharing it with everyone right it's not yeah. it's not like your secret sauce of like uh, coke or something of that sort right it's an open sharing community because everyone can do better from each other so that's how OpStar started really around sales ops and mark ops I was see. the initial yeah. personas who we were sales selling to and kind of the evolution to where we are today to RevOps is it's really the transformation of that industry so Lean Data when we started we were riding the we would say we were rise of the rise of ops sales mm-hmm. and mark ops right and watching these people evolve and what we started noticing about a year and a half ago was that one sales ops and mark ops people are more similar than they are dissimilar you're right their, their personas yeah. are very very similar they think alike I know one rolls up to marketing one rolls up to sales but when they actually get together in a room together they actually are like, oh, we're, we're, more, we're more similar. And so we started seeing them starting to collaborate more, and it became more necessary, right, mm-hmm. for them to collaborate. And then that's this concept of RevOps started emerging. Uh, some people started calling it go-to-market ops. Some people mm-hmm. called it biz ops. But it was the idea that you needed to drive this alignment between those. And so for us, this seemed like the natural progression of where the industry was going, and that's where we wanted to take OpStars. So, uh, and OpStars uh, has always been... Um, primarily run by Lean Data, but from the get-go, we brought in sponsors and we, we realized that when you're trying to create a new category, yeah. uh, you can't just do it by yourself. If you're a category of one, that's not really a category. And so from the get-go, we want to bring in like-minded vendors right, to yes. help us build it. Um, and that's what we're seeing with RevOps. right? There's companies like Clary, People.ai, Inside Square, and ourselves, who are kind of, who are kind of really building it up together. Yeah. Um, and that's why this conference 
difference, even though it, uh, it is, is meant to be vendor neutral. Uh, we would invite our competitors here because, hey, we know that you've got to build a big market together, right? Yeah. And that takes everyone's efforts. Um, and so, yeah, we're real excited. Uh, this year, I think uh, we, we sold out the conference. Uh, there is a fire marshal law, so it's not 150. <laughs> it's 1,200 at any given time. Wow. But even then, I think uh, we're, we're hitting capacity, and there's kind of this energy and enthusiasm that's just bubbling out here. Yeah. Well, there's an interesting insight there because you described the origins of OpStars and bringing all these operations people together. And it sounds as though you could almost have had an OpStars without RevOps, but RevOps evolved along the same path. And now Upstarts is kind of all about RevOps. So yep. how, how important is RevOps for B2B these days? How essential is it? I think, I think, it, 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 I think it absolutely is. And here's the thing that I'll, the, uh, my keynote I'll talk about. It, it comes down to what are the pain points we're solving. So I think there are two reasons why RevOps is critical for B2B go-to-market long-term. The first is the buying experience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's the fact that B2B needs to... Uh, bridge that gap compared to B2C. So I use the example of Amazon all the time, right? Okay, you yeah. go to Amazon, yeah. you click a button, it knows what you've bought before, and it's personalized. Some package shows up in your doorstep in two days. It's pretty amazing given where they were 20 years ago when they were still faxing orders to their manufacturers, right? Um, and, and what Toys R Us screwed up the holiday shipping, right? Yeah. The kids didn't get their toys, right? It's come a long way. B2B, we still had a long way to go, right? I think today you still have all these misalignments. You have SDRs calling into existing customers selling them a product they already have, right? You have the sales and marketing teams pounding people with spam, right? We got to get better. And yet in B2B, we sell $100,000 pieces of software. Amazon sells a $25 minimum to get free shipping, right? And yet we need to close that gap. And we can only do that because B2B is a more complex sale by being aligned and working together and, and having using the same data, <laughs> same infrastructure yes. in order to do that. So I think that's one big driver. Uh, the second big driver is just efficient revenue growth, right? Uh, I think the days of growth at all costs are kind of over. I'm not okay. going to name names, but there are companies who, who, who Wall Street clearly said that's not, you can't sell a dollar for 80 cents. That's not the right <laughs> way to do things. Um, and so the idea of building efficient growth, and in order to do efficient growth with, with a complex sales cycle, you have to be aligned and you have to have your operations intact. So I think those two reasons are why I think RevOps is critical for go-to-market. And whether you call it RevOps or not, um, that's not the main thing. It's the idea that, come on, your sales, marketing, and customer success have to work uh, on the same ideas and same plan and the same infrastructure. Yeah, and something I've learned today is the customer success part of it, which is the third part along with marketing and sales, is becoming even more important when we're seeing a recurring revenue model in B2B where you don't just sell something, deliver it, walk away and look for the next customer, but you have a prolonged relationship. Talk about that a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I mean, I think the the, the idea of uh, well, what Salesforce started with the whole subscription, uh, subscription economy that yeah. uh, Team Zero or Zoro talks about it is critical because you have to earn that customer's business all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, therefore, you have to make sure they're happy. Uh, I think. Uh, I think before Salesforce, the idea was what you sell someone a, a perpetual license for a couple of years, whether they use it or not, that's their problem, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, there was yeah. a lot of shelfware, right? Yeah. And, and SaaS, you, you're constantly earning that business, and you're constantly growing. The whole land and expand model is really, really critical. In order to do that, right, you have to have very tight alignment between your sales and your CST. Because if sales sells the wrong thing, they sell a product you can't actually deliver, yeah. right? 
CX is going to fail, right? So that alignment between your, your pre-sales and your post-sales team is really, really critical. Similarly, right, if, you're, if, if this recurring revenue stream is so critical, you absolutely have to be aligned with your marketing team around what your messaging is. Uh, I like what the serious guys were talking about is best-in-class companies need to spend more on customer marketing, maybe even more than they do on new logos, right? Yeah. And I think that whole entire journey has to come together. Uh, and in order to do that, like I said, you have to have the right same data, the same operations, the same infrastructure to make that happen. Okay. So catch me up a bit on lean data. Remember that the story you've told me before, it's, it's a fascinating one because you started off really with this great algorithm for cleansing and deduplicating data. Yeah. Then you discovered it had even better use for matching leads to accounts. Mm-hmm. And you've the business is carried on evolving. What are you doing these days? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think, I think like I said, uh, it, it, the great thing is uh, we finally have a category that fits us. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. When we first started, we were like, are we sales tech? Are we martech? We're kind of sitting in between because of the way we started is our data was being used to bridge that gap between sales and I marketing. Yeah. So this whole idea of leads to accounts is basically the idea that, hey, marketing and sales need to be talking the same language as using the same data set. But but marketing talks in leads, sales talks in accounts. So bridge that. And so that's where Lean Data started. We're starting to build that foundation. And that's why everyone talked about it. It's like, if you want to do account-based sales development, account-based marketing, you had to have used Lean Data. So we started on that level. And then we started realizing, hey, once we make the data layer, how do we make your operations more effective, right? How do we manage uh, workflows like routing, right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of making sure, okay, I got the right data set, but I need to get that data to the right person, whether it be a marketer, or a salesperson or a CS. So the evolution of lean data is, hey, uh, hey, now that we're working on the same data, how do we make sure we're orchestrating and coordinated around this buyer's journey? And that's where you saw us really focus on routing and then also giving you the analytics around that. For lean data going forward around the RevOps, we think the three basic steps of RevOps are planning, uh, execution, and analytics. And right. we plan on building a, a stack allowing you to do that. Because we often see our customers, once they look at it or uh, coordinate their workflows, they start realizing there's so much data in there. Hey, I didn't know 10% of my leads are going to this black hole to die, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that rep's no longer here, right? Yeah. And so we can give them insights and analytics of how to make their processes more efficient. And then also that, that same insights and data can also inform where you should have, uh, how you should plan your headcount and, and, and your sales capacity. Uh, and the reason I would say that is, you know, uh, for example, we can tell you, hey, you know, the rep in Chicago or the rep rep in Kansas, he's not getting any leads. Yep. There's just nothing going on in that territory. Maybe instead of putting a rep in Kansas, you should, you know, Manhattan, you already got three reps there, split into four. Four reps, four patches in there, right? Mm-hmm. And keep the Midwest a bigger patch. We have that data analytics because you're working on the execution. And I think this is where the whole RevOps thing around making sure your data, your operations, and your strategy and planning are all together. And we similarly plan on making sure we work with our customers to deliver that. So lean data as a core part of the RevOps stack. Yes. We plan to be, a, the, we, we call it, we want to be the core and essential RevOps platform. Okay, perfect, Evan. Thank you for joining us. No, thank you.